the Minnesota Football Show, your regular dose of smart, socially aware, and occasionally snarky news and commentary about local, national, and international soccer. The Minnesota Football Show co-hosts are Sheila Regan, Bridget McDowell, and Pablo Miranda. Produced and co-hosted by Rodrigo Sanchez Chavaria and Eric Silva Brenneman. You can follow the Minnesota Football Show at MN Football Show on your social media platform of choice. Subscribe to and rate the Minnesota Football Show on iTunes. Welcome everyone to the Minnesota Football Show. My name is Rodrigo Sanchez Chavarria. Eric is out there uh, fighting the oppressive uh, anti-maskers in some sort of state park in Wisconsin or Minnesota while watching leaves fall. So so he's not going to be able to join us today. Maybe he'll be able to shed some light on this whole craziness in Comebol. Uh, but I do have uh, Bridget and Sheila. And we are going to try to just talk about the non-existent <laughs> soccer that Minnesota United has been playing and other stuff. I mean, like without them, we don't really have much to, to address. But we'll just we'll try to make it work. I mean... It's been a slow news week, but we can find something. <laughs> okay, it's 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 you know we had our first snowfall, right? And apparently, <laughs> Sheila, tell us all about that because you had you had you had feelings about that. I, I saw that on Twitter, right? <laughs> oh, just that I was I was interviewing um, I was I was interviewing the guy from Sammy's Eatery. You know, have you guys ever oh, been yeah. there? I haven't no, no, been no. there. I've heard about it though. What is, what is Sammy's Eatery? Can you? Tell it's me? just like a cafe in North Minneapolis. Um, actually, they've got two locations, one in North and one in Northeast um, on Broadway Avenue. Anyway, I was interviewing him and all of a sudden he was like, oh, my God, it's snowing. And um, and we talked about like the snow for like 10 minutes. And then I after the interview, I went and did an errand. I came back in the afternoon and. I realized I had labeled my document where I was like taking notes, snow. <laughs> As a reference to the Canadian rapper who tried to make a comeback on uh, <laughs> on a uh, Daddy Yankee track, like, you know. You know yes, exactly. You know, exactly. That's what you were talking about. And for yep, my, definitely. That's totally what it was. You should have just wrote. Um, there's, um, well, let's, let's, let's. How about you, Bridget? What you been up to? I mean, me and you kind of just have been kind of away from from soccer, which is different yeah. for us. But tell me what you've been up to. <laughs> just uh, working my day job. Um, still doing eight to fives Monday through Friday, and uh, kind of forcing myself to take some time off. Um, you know, I've been writing about things that they come up, but not like doing a recap of every single game because. There's plenty of those out there and we've got them covered, but um, yeah, just trying to stay sane. Um, just some, uh, well, for me, it's been mostly, you know, been in um, engraved or absorbed or I don't know, just sucked up by uh, high school soccer because both of my, because <laughs> G and Issa play. And so they were able to um play the first part of sectionals they played against um harding and um it was isa scored her first goal first two she had a brace she scored two goals nice. against harding 
and then the first time ever that she scored goals played varsity soccer so she was very excited awesome. she got ice cream as we had promised you know because you got to bribe your kids to do things oh, sometimes yeah. right? <laughs> so she got the ice cream she wanted um and then they were had to go play saint croix uh prep school in saint croix for the second game and that was a heartbreaker um you know very even game like i'm gonna tell you like right now like 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 we i was we were glad we were playing synchro prep instead of having to play matamirai because <laughs> we didn't know what that was going to be like and so you know there was still some back and forth and between the some of the parents but that's expected in high school yeah. um but overall i mean it was it was a pretty even game um very physical one one all the way through to the extra times and then um went to pk's uh for a shootout and um you know they weren't able to pull it off and isa was upset because you know she placed the ball well and then the keeper just you know keepers in high school they're like as big as the goal so it's like they just have to move like two inches one way or the other especially <laughs> suburban keepers that's the way i've seen it but, but yeah and so it stopped the ball so you know very even even um even even game um good end to the season i think um, um you know a lot of like girls were were emotional just because the seniors are leaving and all that other stuff but i was just glad to be a witness of all this that's just like you know back in like july or june when we were thinking about things you know it wasn't i didn't know if we were going to have anything and we did right so um central lost i forget to who i think east ridge um someone uh it's east ridge and then they lost in shootout as well too um i know highland um beat who were they playing and this is all girls bracket so they're um they're they did so they're out they're playing uh visitation on tuesday so St. Paul Public Schools are still in in it. Uh, Central Boys, I know, with uh, Coach David, who's a friend of mine. Um, in this game, it was interesting and because he sent out a picture. Uh, all of the uh, varsity players uh, took a knee. So, nice. um, so that was nice. You no, know, we had talked about it if we were going to see that because we had seen some 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 of the girls doing that up north. I forget what the team was, but um, but yeah, so that was nice to nice to see. Um, of course, um, things are not always what they seem, uh, and it's glad that we don't we don't, we get the chance to, to be able to do that in a sense. So um, let's see what else do we have. Um, to the Black Women's Player Collective, uh, was that something that was just recently created? Is that uh, yeah, I think they've been uh, like re or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They've been loosely formed a month or two ago around the same time as the Black Players Coalition. Um, but they were able to all like come together as put together a council rather than just being um, like a just a loose casual group. So it's good to see that official. Um, they have a bigger platform now, an official platform, which means that they can uh, hopefully make some, put some big pressure on clubs, uh, on fans, business sponsors, etc. So 
yeah, that was good to see. Yeah, no, that was that was um, that's that's always great to be able to see. Um, I, there's a note here that um, you know our soon-to-be new saint Claire um, has a 290-minute shutout. It's the best keeper stat MLS era for the club, right? And um, I'm not surprised at all, to be honest, in that no. sense. But at the same time, now that Minnesota United put it out on Twitter, they're, they're going to get he's going to get jinxed now. <laughs> like, I would have wished they would have done that, like, after perhaps, you know, like the Houston game, right? Because we haven't yeah. played two games, right? That's the other thing we got to talk about, too, is the fact that, exactly. that, that this team has not been able to uh, play games at all. And so, which brings up, so, so this 290 minutes is, is, is a good stat, but you know, this is without playing two games and then without, yeah. um, hopefully playing and also, on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. Someone, one of the first comments was, well, it's been nearly that much time since they've scored a goal as well. So <laughs> clean, it's kind of useless at the back if you got nothing up front, but I, I totally agree. I think it's just you know, and that. But let's 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 talk about um, um, that information uh, about but like the cancellation of the first game. So that was I believe that was on ten nine. Yeah. Is that is that correct? Right. So yes. Bridget, can you can you take us through from what you know at least from that yeah. that day? So um, so United did announce that they had two possible positive COVID tests. Um, and they say possible because they, you know, because of the the uh, tendency of the false positives, um, they do a lot of extra testing. So when they get a positive, they test them again. And it turned out the two were legitimately positive. So training was shut down for a couple of days. Um, the match was canceled last weekend. Uh, like a day in advance or so. Uh they were cleared to start training again in small groups. Uh, they decided that they would play Wednesday night's game, but they test, they trained and then tested again and found a staff member with a possible positive. So Wednesday night's match kickoff was a set for like seven o'clock. Um, and we find out, well, anonymous sources told the athletic that it would be delayed or postponed, I should say. Um, and then we get official word from the club and from the league that it was definitely postponed a whole, oh, like 70 minutes before kickoff. So right about the time that players would normally be arriving in the locker room, getting ready to head out for warmups. Uh, there were some media who had already gotten to the stadium. Media gate opens like 90 minutes prior to kick. So, um, the club didn't release a statement on that, uh, at least not that night. It was an it was a leak decision. Um, but since then, they've been testing. Everyone's clear. Um, they haven't said if the original two um, are still unavailable. I would think they're still quarantining, but I don't know. Um, so they're they're training today, and they plan to play tomorrow against Houston. So things should be good to go. But as we know, things change in an instant, especially as we learned on Wednesday. 
So like there was this whole theory about who might be the anti-maskers on the team. <laughs> and I have no idea who would who would be. Like I can only go from ex- um, from um, just uh, speculation, but um, but I mean I, I I don't know. Like I honestly have no no idea. Um, but yeah, I guess a few people have seen some tweets about uh, like from the players that um, they had probably, but like not interested in vaccines whatsoever, and people saying that they you know, don't understand the masks, why bother? Uh, And, you know, just like any other group in society now, there's always a few um, who think about that a little bit differently. So uh, you're obviously going to see that in the community too. Yeah, I mean, in in a locker room, they're in such tight quarters, even Mm -hmm. if they're wearing the mask, it's not going to necessarily help. Yeah, they, I mean... You don't see them wearing masks around each other because they're with each other all the time and training. And uh, yeah, if it's going to happen, it's going to happen whether they're masked or not. So right, and I, and I think that's the that's the thing too is like at least in, in in the good thing that you know the Minnesota State High School League has been able to um, advocate for is for make sure that everyone's wearing a mask and they're staying yeah. with the same pods in a sense, right? Like families know where kids are going and where they've been which is always good but in a sense where you're in a professional team like you're gonna tell a bunch of adults not to do things that's that's not gonna exactly. go well right well, and the thing is it's like okay so there's a way that the team interacts when they're with each other but then how are they reacting at home and then yep. how are the people that they're interacting with interacting with others i mean exactly all these guys who have kids their kids are going to school so the guys are bringing it potentially going home giving whatever to their kids and their kids go to school or vice versa so yeah there's so many variables to deal with i mean even in my in my office like we we wear masks when we're like out in open spaces obviously um, if we're, you know, shut up in an office uh, alone, we take them off. But there's a few of us who just spend so much time around each other all day that, like, if one is wearing a mask for a few minutes and the other one's not as we're standing there talking, like, it's, you know, you start to kind of loosen your uh, uh, your limits on that just because you're spending time with people. And, and obviously, a- these guys who train and live together... Right. I think so too. Is like, you know, like, I think a lot of people now were like, what, seven, eight months into this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, it, they're reaching that, that breaking point, you know, where like, they want to have that interaction and they want some sort yeah. of normalcy. But like, I mean, when we were at this St. Croix prep, like there were parents wearing like there's signs on the, on, on the field that said you need to wear masks. And there were people who were like the majority were, but there were a few that weren't. And we were like, and so like so i mean that's the thing too is like the scariest thing is going to state parks like that literally scares the crap out of me yeah like even though it's outside like having the amount of people who um uh, uh, who who don't wear masks when I'm, and i get like it's being outside but like at the same time it's like you know 
I don't I don't get that. Like 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 but yeah. So so hopefully they're able to figure out because it's not only been Minnesota, it was also yeah. like DC and then Colorado and it's like Colorado was bad. It was it was the state health department that shut them down for 10 days. Um, yeah, it wasn't that's... even uh it wasn't even the league. The state said, you know what, you need to just shut it down for a while. That's right. State because was like, stay home, they're... smoke your weed. Stay home and smoke your weed for 10 days. Because <laughs> obviously they're having to like trace things back to the club. So uh, yeah, it's, not, it's crazy. You guys, we're not even like close to being, I mean, we're, no. we're basically. We've gotten uh, nowhere in the last day. Have you guys like seen the news of Europe right now? Yeah. No, it's I mean, really bad. And we're it's crazy. New York is like, what, six weeks behind europe yeah we're like you know three weeks and they i mean europe handled it a lot more strongly than we have too so to see them dealing with that now uh kind of scary to compare what it'll be here right i mean and i think it's the craziest too it's just like you know like when we when we all started you know even thinking if we were going to play like sheila was was right at was right on the aspect of saying you know we shouldn't play during a pandemic (laughs) right because yep. now we now 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 clubs are you know like are, are becoming like super spreaders in a sense right like, yeah I mean, colorado was one of them i mean there was even a story out of like florida where like a, a rec hockey team that people attended a game to yeah. indoors like that that ended up having another super spreader event and i'm like this is nuts i was like the, we can't every, get anything done every campaign event that has happened has had dozens of cases trace back to it like it's, no matter no matter who it is just because that's the nature of the of the thing yeah so so hopefully you know like i mean in the case of minnesota united they have two games to make up so i have no yeah. idea how they're going to do that without extending, I, extending a week in the season which might be something that the mls does um, you know i don't i don't think they will um they really? have talked okay. about they have talked about uh, like going to points and goal differential and kind of working their way through the box scores um, to help with seeding and break ties in case of, you know, ties on well, points. Well, we're screwed then because yeah. we haven't scored yeah. a goal in 290 <laughs> minutes. We're screwed. Many, many teams are screwed. Yeah. If you look at how many have had to postpone so many games, Minnesota's in the lower end. Um, two games is nothing compared to like Colorado and Utah and uh, who else was up there? DC had one or two. Um, so it is an interesting spread. And just just a couple hours ago, they announced that the Supporters Shield will not be awarded this year because of those discrepancies. They don't want to even try to mess with that math, with the math and award it based on, you know, the the picky little things that we can use now to determine seating and rankings. So um, it's, it's, it's crazy. A, it's yeah. It's, it's, I mean, like no supporter shield is, is really even an MLS season. Seriously. Like that's exactly. Yeah. Like, like I get that being able in the stadium, but not being able to award a supporter shield. That's just, uh, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, and then, you know, and USL is in middle of playoffs. So we'll see how that, turns out i don't have any updates like i said i've been sucked into the to the borg that is high school soccer and i'm <laughs> finally over with that and 
I'm done coaching as well too. So I'm trying to be, you know, trying to be human, right? You know, yeah. Take a breath you know, for a while. Take a breath for a while, <laughs> and you know, have a couple of beers or finish a bottle of pisco if I had any. You know, just maybe do some other things that I love to do, like writing and doing stuff like that. So, yeah. like, but who knows, right? I mean, you know, but this does bring us to another thing that we can talk as a positive thing coming out of Minnesota soccer related. Um, this young kid that we mentioned at the last podcast, Caden, uh, Caden Clark. Um, I don't know if anyone remembers, but Caden Clark uh, was playing for the Red Bulls, I believe uh, USL was it, is it was a USL or league one team. Is it USL, right? Uh, yeah. USL. It, was, it was their second team. He was playing for their second team. And so the Red Bulls wanted him to at least start practicing with the first team. But in order to do that, they need to have rights. And apparently Minnesota United had territorial rights for a kid that never played in the system. <laughs> this is the reason that a lot of people were upset about is because yeah. Minnesota had an academy and there's don't know if all the players have been released, right? Uh, but if this is any in, inclination as to what can happen, right? Um, Red Bulls ended up having to fork over $75,000 to be able to um, get the get uh, being able to get him to play for their for their first for the first team. So yep. Minnesota still has some sort of discovery rights or some sort of matching rights. I have the details I'm not fully yeah. clear the, on. The territorial but, rights are rather confusing. I know, right? I mean, like that just like so i wish we could have used that with like you know jackson ewell and uh, mm-hmm. i don't know i mean other players that they came out of here that you know that might be but apparently that just doesn't work our way and there was a there was a really interesting article it was a star tribune um with uh is it andy um, um pioneer press oh pioneer press thank andy you, thank you. yeah so there was an article in which like they kind of asked point blank to heath about it and he's like well we tried and I mean, that's the first time I've I've heard him say use the word tried, and I'm like I'm like, <laughs> so I was like, wait, you tried in a sense, and apparently like they had conversations and they wanted him to play for the first team, but they even offered him to go play with the forward Madison at the point where they had him, but yeah. I mean, I think I think it was written pretty well that that you know we don't have a a, a, a Minnesota United two. Right. We don't play in USL. Like our development just very, our academy just have barely started. This kid, you know. What is, about uh, the flamingos? Yeah, that was that was we offered that the mingos. Yeah, the, that's forward Madison. So they were going to, they were going to. They said you can go play for them, and I, I think just because they were playing in a, um, they didn't want that. They wanted to be able to specifically because okay. this kid has aspiration to go to Europe. And you're yep. looking for that Europe connection, and the because Red Bulls he have came out of Yeah, he came out of the Barca Academy in Arizona, Arizona yeah. or Texas. Um, he's been essentially promised to RB Leipzig for like three or four years now. So before Minnesota even had um, a chance to take him as part of their academy, they didn't, they didn't have his age range. Um, represented in those clubs uh, in the the academy teams so before they even had a chance to make him part of the academy that they did have in place 
um, he was already promised other things. Um, so, I mean, you're not going to see a kid with that much talent uh, turn down a Bundesliga offer to come back to Minnesota and, you know, get your minutes in, in Madison. Um, but, but you are going to see a Minnesota home. player leave oh, yeah. <laughs> Minnesota and never yep. play for the United, right? Like, I mean, we've had, you know, like, I mean, Europe it. has invested in this kid since he was like five years old. <laughs> I mean, he played, he played Minnesota Thunder Academy, um, which has no connection to the current Minnesota United FC right. whatsoever anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, there were obviously connections back in NASL and prior, um, but they're like two totally separate entities. Yeah. Um, and then he was basically trained and brought up by the European system right here in the U.S. So. Right. And and with that, right, we've 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 given you the majority of the details that we know. Right. We don't know anything else. But yep. with that, that he gets called up to 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 play for the first team against. Um, Atlanta, yeah, and he scores a banger. Um, uh, that, um, you know, that I, I love Brad Guzan, uh, like memes because I just and the fact that he just beat Brad Guzan, like a 72 year old, just like posterized Brad Guzan was one of my favorite things. So, like, you cannot who cannot love that? I think that's just uh, that, that's great. But not only does he do that once. He plays the next game and he does it again. So now there's two goals in two games, which is more than what we've scored in the past two games, <laughs> right? And um, yeah. and so like you here 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 we go. Like people are talking about us. Like, well, why don't we exactly. have this player? Does anyone know this player? I was like, yeah, we've known who he is, right? I mean, yeah. comes out of MTA MTA players, you know, um, have have a good rapport in the aspect of of. of of uh, what's going on out there. And so yeah. like, well, it's, it's going to be been really funny. You, you see people saying, Oh, Europe should look at this kid. And then all these people say, well, yeah, he's already like contracted to Europe. He's just right. playing here to That's get some. He's playing with the Red Bulls. This is a stopover. <laughs> right. That's what like, that's what it is. Is that's the, and that's, and that's the, and that's the thing that I think it's really interesting. That's not being done with a lot of MLS teams is, is having association mm-hmm. with with a team in Europe, right? And it yeah. doesn't have to be, you know, uh, a Bundesliga top three team, right? It has to just be something I can get you in the door. I mean, you know, even if it's, you and know, it's, the sucky, sucky word of Bremen, yeah. you know, even if it's that, <laughs> I mean, it's it's a foot in the door and that's that's what yeah. you want to do. Like, And it's it's been interesting to me with this that he went through, like, Barca Academy and is now you know training its Bundesliga and you see that you know their your European soccer's goal is to get players there it doesn't necessarily have to be their own league I mean Barca full well could have claimed him coming through their academy uh, but they just want to get American players to Europe and you know eventually the, they get traded to, traded around sold you know between leagues um but yeah, that's it's it's just a totally different aspect of right. development than we have and, here. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing, says too, is just you know, like you look at the uh, you know Sergino Des uh, of the world, and you look at the Alfonso Davies of the world, right? Mm-hmm. Who have been able to have that association and be able to do that. I mean, it's Europe is looking to the United States 
for talent so they can develop because eventually you know i mean who wants to who wants to pay slot and 60 million dollars a year every damn time right <laughs> if you can find someone and develop them and then yeah. have to pay them you know 20 30 million dollars a year you it's either a business but it's also reinforcing yourself and 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 exactly and so there you are i mean like Caden clark is tearing it up right like people are beginning to talk about you know other things about him and i think Caden clark it's something that you know it's a huge missed opportunity for minnesota united but it was a missed yeah. opportunity from the get-go i think there was oh, nothing yeah. nothing they could have the, done there's the nothing pieces were all in place for this years ago in minnesota what's that He's too cute to stay in Minnesota. <laughs> That's the other thing too. Like there've been pictures posted of him, and like I totally get like this, uh, this One Direction vibe, like <laughs> with that hair and the and the curls so and everything. When he it's gets like, to Europe, it's gonna be the American rock star thing, <laughs> right? Like I feel like I, like I feel I've seen Caden Clark in one in these like why a netflix series dramas that are out there right like that my kids watch and my wife watch like i've seen Caden clark in there somehow and like 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 so if Caden clark for some reason cannot make it in soccer he's, like he's he totally has netflix on lockdown with ya dramas that's well that's know, so. the, the other thing that's been fun to see is uh his teammates kind of he, keeping him humble i don't know if you saw the uh, Tim Parker, the goalkeeper's post uh, after the second goal um, just the other night, he said, this is great and all that the entire country and European soccer is talking about his wonderful goal and his his performance this entire game. But can you please just remind him to finish his homework? He's 17. He's in high school. <laughs> <laughs> which which brings us to like the fact that we have another 16-year-old at Minnesota United that who knows what's going to happen, right? I mean, we, you know, like we keep we keep putting him on the 18, but we have I mean, no other place where they Minnesota can get. Minnesota United crests. That's uh, that's about it. Yeah, I mean, like, what what are the plans for uh, for for development for 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 that player? I think that's the the interesting thing is like is like we if we have no connection to loan them out or we have no connection to send them anywhere. What are what is the thing that's going to happen, right? We don't have a team yep. two, so how long do we get to keep our sixteen-year-old goalkeeper with us without having them a place to play? Like, it's great getting training, and this is one of the things that my uh, that my thirteen-year-old, uh, my fourteen-year-old, soon be fourteen-year-old, uh, who played varsity was like, I was like, varsity practice compared to like club practice is like going is like running a mile and then walking half of it that's what it is so it's like there's a different <laughs> levels of intensity right and so he's so like so like getting practice at a professional level is great but at one point you 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 gotta play you, you gotta get playing time and i don't know what the plan is for that but without that let's um move on and then we'll take a break just go over some scores and stuff so um so we've missed let's see the week 17 postponed matches was colorado rapids against the galaxy is Orlando City versus Columbus Crew and us against Dallas. So, like, I don't know. COVID, COVID Cup is a little bit too late, <laughs> apparently, right? Right towards the end of the season, <laughs> right when it's getting cold and the virus can still thrive outside uh, and not die in the heat as it was promised to us. But um, here are some of the, uh, the, the interesting scores. So, NYCFC 
lost to Bruce Arena and the uh, New England Revolution. ALFC beat the crap out of Seattle Sounders, <laughs> but I put an asterisk by it because this is a Seattle Sounder without Raul Ruiz Diaz, who tested positive for COVID while in Peru. So let's figure that out. So pretty much means that Ruiz Diaz is not coming back in time for anything because the quarantine is going to be like 10 days in addition to the 14 days. And if you, I, I don't, I don't know if anyone follows him besides me on Instagram, right? But like he's been posting like the things that he's been doing at a, in his hotel room and he's like working out, lifting weights, taking baths, but like all by himself. And so it's like, he's like, I think he's asymptomatic. And so like, he's just thinking of this as a nice break and vacation. And I'm just mad yeah. that Seattle's not going to be able to use it. Chicago beat yeah. DC United, but DC United's also DC United. So <laughs> after the fire and Ben Olsen, even though they're playing better mm -hmm. under the interim coach, it's like, yeah. you know, you can't. You can't do that. Uh, Toronto beat Cincinnati one nothing. Montreal. I did. Did um. Did Toy play in this game? I don't know. I would have to look. I haven't he, been able to. Yeah, I think he he started in the last two. Okay. Um, he hasn't gonna, scored. I, I've never said this in my life watching MLS, but I think I'm gonna have to start watching some Montreal uh, <laughs> uh, games just to be able to see how our, our Mason Toy is, is doing. Yeah. They lost to Philly 2-1. Philly's been tearing it up anyways. KC bit Nashville 2-1. Um, Nashville is an interesting team now with the defense and actually getting goals. But the but the gimmick here is that Nashville can only score one goal per game, and that's it. That's when, they score, when they score more than one. Meet the quota. Meet the quota. That's it. <laughs> Portland beat San Jose. San Jose, who was on a two-game winning, uh, uh, two winning streak, and Eric, you know, started, you know, creating rumors that, you know, they were going to they catch up to Minnesota United. Well, they lost. So, <laughs> so there was this the game. Uh, what was the game that Dunlady uh, went up for a header? Um, uh, was that, that was the Sporting KC? I think it was, yeah. Yeah. Yep. So there was like a bunk of heads and Dunlady, you know, just came down and he was hurt. And like, I feel bad for the guy because that's all he does. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just <Yep>. get hurt. <laughs> He's, like, he's had a decent healthy streak, but he hasn't been getting the time. Obviously, he's been out for a while. Um, but, yeah, it's like every time he finally starts to gain some momentum on that front, something else happens. Uh, and they, He scored a goal. So. He did, yep. And it was a nice one. Yeah, he was able to come back in after It was that. a header of all things, right? Like, <laughs> That's, yeah. right? like apparently Heath system of just bombing headers, it, it did not – it did not include the Don Lottie factor. No. Apparently it didn't. Um, someone talked to me about this Joe Ellis rumor linked to DC job. Do you know anything about that, Bridget? Um, I think it, it started off like as a joke. Um, really? But but she has like, she is officially on their list um, and they do plan to interview her. That would be but awesome. I, I think so too. There's there's a lot of people saying that it's like the last thing that DC should do. Um, people who think that her her tactics and the technicality for her women's national team was non-existent. I'm not entirely sure what they were watching when they decided that. Um, I you know most people in DC are excited about that prospect though, and. I, uh, that, I can that see it fitting. I can see her fitting right in. I, I can, I can too. I can too. I think, 
I think that they have some players that are that are that are there that can do it. I mean, they have two proven players in Julian Gressel. I mean, uh, that's that's a good core to build anything around too, specifically. Yeah. And so, um, but then we also want to talk about um, Reggie Cannon. So let's talk about um, I, what is the podcast? It's called Cracked. Uh, is it Cracked Walnut? I I, I don't I know. There's a podcast, so, yeah. and in this podcast. Um, uh, how about you You let us know what happened at this podcast episode, uh, Bridget? Uh, yeah, so the guys were asking Reggie Cannon about um, his move to Boa Vista and, and uh, what happened in Dallas um, after the Anthem incident, that first match back. Uh, for people who don't remember, um, the whole club knelt for the Anthem and there were lots of boos in the crowd, uh, people throwing objects on the pitch. Um, and he spoke out in the press conference afterwards, um, spoke out against that behavior um, and the importance of his team taking a stand. Uh, so he tells on this podcast that the next day the, the front office at Dallas had like written out a couple of statements that he could give apologizing to the fans and the supporters and the club uh, for making those comments. Um, his comments which were basically him standing up for himself and saying hey you know stop throwing stuff on the field uh we're human we're we're taking a stand um and of course dallas right away uh well the guys on the podcast didn't really believe him at first because it was just so like it was kind of a shock that the club would do that um because they were they were showing their support for him that whole week um, and then to find out behind the scenes that they behaved this way was kind of a shock for everybody. Um, so Dallas has now said in their last match, I can't remember who they were, it might have been this one that we have a score for. Um, but they talked to the president on, on air. Uh, one of the commentators had the president of the club and asked him if any of that was true. And he says, well, no, we were just telling him what immediate media availability was going to be for the week and, you know, letting him know who we wanted him to talk to and asking who he wanted to talk to is like one of his last press conferences before leaving the club. Um, there were also rumors that he left for Boa Vista because of this incident, um, which is not true. Um, that was, had been in the works. That's the reason that he went to Dallas was to get some time in. Uh, get some minutes and fitness before going to Boa Vista. Um, so that one is definitely false. Uh, obviously, Dallas is going to say that they never said those things. Um, so it's it's a he said, he said here. But, I mean, if if any part of it is true, any little part of it, it's pretty damning for the FC Dallas organization as a whole. I mean, you know what? Like, do you, do I think an MLS club is, a PR MLS club, is, you know, is, is willing to do that? Yes. Do yeah. I believe, do I believe Reggie Cannon? Yes, I do. <laughs> and I, I just, I don't, I don't put it past that anyone. Here, uh -huh. Because we have an RSL team, right? Uh, who, whose owner was like an open, open racist, homophobic, misogynist. Yep. Asshole. 
who owned the team for like I don't know how many freaking years, right? Until eventually, you know, they got he got caught and got exposed, right? Doing those same things, right? Exactly. So like, do I put that past uh, Dallas? No, I think it's you know like I believe Reggie, and I think, and and it doesn't surprise me that uh, an MLS club would be like, listen, there's people that are mad. Maybe say maybe say this, maybe say that, because. Those type of situations happen all the time at work. <laughs> like we're like, well, can you get someone to do this for me? But don't tell them I want them to do that. They're kind exactly. of right. I mean, that's yeah. you know, that's that's just it works. So like you know, here is you know we we once again pledge our solidarity to um, not only Reggie, but um, all all the MLS organization, the Black Players Union, um, who are all trying to uh you know start a, a conversation and continue a conversation that you know everyone was behind when 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 we had the Orlando tournament and apparently just a couple of months out of that you know people forget about the, the things that we're still fighting for right which yeah. um also in the aspect of um Real Salt Lake, there is a report <laughs> from the RSL show so that Sam Johnson right um has been barred from any RSL activity after reportedly holding a large, holding large house parties, including one in which shots were allegedly fired. Yeah, um, and I'm I'm seeing some reports that he wasn't even at the house at the time. He like owns this house, and a party happened, and he wasn't there. Um, but. Like, it's obviously an active police investigation because shots were fired, for one. Uh, two, they're not supposed to have gatherings of more than 100 people. And, you know, if he was there um, as a member of a team who has had issues with COVID, uh, it's pretty irresponsible whether he was there or not. Um, so, yeah, it's, you know, they don't they don't say what I think, the I think the, issue I mean, was. whether or not he's there kind of seems like it's a big deal. I mean... Like if if he did if it, if he the people that he's living with like have a party without his permission that's like one thing. Well, yeah, but like it's if he owns the house and the police are investigating an incident at his house, um, I believe the MLS rules are basically if there's if you are part of an active investigation, you can be suspended for mm -hmm. you know basically to be available um, to clear those things up. And they don't, they don't clarify anything in the statement other than saying that he has been like barred from activity. Um, but we've, we've seen this in the past. Uh, there is precedent for it, um, for teams to like, just block a guy out until the investigation's done. We see it in the NFL and NBA all the time, just because of the sheer numbers of players that they have, um, and the money that's going around, uh, so things like that happen. Um, you don't see it as often in soccer just because it's a smaller group, but yeah, it definitely happens. Yeah. Piling up the crazy news. Um, um, it was reported earlier this week that um, uh, one of our, one of our most um, famous and loved by this podcast, and I'm being extremely sarcastic Um <laughs> Um, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo tested positive for COVID, which you know, I don't really care about Cristiano Ronaldo, but I do care about Weston McKinney, who is a teammate of his, 
And apparently he also tested positive as well. So thanks, Cristiano. <laughs> thanks for it's ruining us. <laughs> it's all your fault. Everything's your fault. Thanks for not wearing a mask when asked to. When in thanks doubt. When in doubt, just blames Cristiano. That's what we're doing. <laughs> right. And um, but you know, um if you are looking, you know, to step in the United States anytime soon, please let us know in advance and we'll make sure we have a, a, a good welcome party for you. Um, you know, in case like Weston decides to invite you over his over his place back back here in the United States for any time, just let us know. Um, we'll sure we'll we'll send a good, good, good welcome party for you. Which brings us to, you know what, we, we, we didn't get to play Chicago. What? Why? Because we still tested positive for COVID. So Minnesota United had to cancel the, the second game against Chicago. And so, which, you know, it was kind of sad in the aspect because I kind of wanted to see Bebelo just, you know, nutmeg Cabo, you know, four <laughs> or five times and. And you know, just and see Calvo score for us once again. Yeah, yeah. and I have see have Calvo score for us, and then later on in the media press, just yell at us for not for for not understanding soccer and 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 throwing him under the bus. And and, and I just wanted to have you know Bobby watching Bobby laugh at Calvo from a distance or anything, or snicker at him. You know, or, we'll we'll see how that works out. So that has to be worked out at one point. Yeah. So. Um, which kind of brings us out to where we are going to be uh, when we come back after this break, right? We'll talk about the rest of the other updates and the possibility that we get to have Superman back at Allianz for the first time, but with no fans. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Lisa Watch, and no, you must be to me because I am definitely not blessing your ears in this podcast. Anyways, back to the Minnesota Football Show. And welcome back to the Minnesota Football Show. Woo. All right. So um, we're going to run to the Tuesday um, to the updates of the other games because, you know, like there's like. 5 million games happening in MLS because we have to play twice a week uh, instead of just once a week. So Cincinnati did the impossible, right? They beat someone, but not only did they beat someone, right? They freaking beat Columbus. Something we couldn't do, right? But that's crazy, right? Montreal lost to... Bruce Arena and the Red and, and the uh, Revolution. Orlando tied 1 1 with NYCFC. Toronto tied with the Red Bulls, right? Um, and I think that's the other, um, I think that's, that's the second game that Caden scored. This United yeah. tied with Philly. I mean, things are just like, you know what? And and we talked previously in the, before we took a first break how Nashville, you know, is like meeting the quota, which is one goal per game. Well, apparently, not when you play Houston. <laughs> Right. Apparently, Nashville scored three goals and Houston was able to score one goal only. And into Miami and Atlanta United tied at one. Dallas beats Border Can see one zero. Salt Lake City without Sam Johnson um, was uh, 
was able to defeat Portland, right? Vancouver defeated someone, LAFC 2-1. <laughs> and the LA Galaxy, we had talked previously how San Jose was on a had had, you know, was blanked at 3-0. Well, apparently the cure is playing the Galaxy. Cuz apparently <laughs> San Jose found four ways to score against the Galaxy and cl- keep a clean sheet for their goalie. So I'm pretty sure San Jose goalie appreciated that for that much. Yeah. Specifically after that 7-1 against Seattle that, a couple of weeks back that I don't know how you even walk on the field after that. Um, so, um, let's see. There's just a lot of um, interesting things happening. We are trying to... Um, Talk about this upcoming game on Sunday, which is the game against Houston, Minnesota United against Houston Dynamo. Um, I don't know if people know, but at one point I was uh, there's this amazing podcast and like they do videos as well too. They have access to a lot of the uh, Spanish speaking players and the and and the Dynamo team. It's called Toro Dynamo. They they're they're great guys. I was able to spend time. Uh, with them and have a conversation last time we were we were going to have a game but they had a very valid question it was like and they tweeted at us saying do you guys think that the game will be played on sunday because they have their <laughs> doubts right and well so far there was a statement put out uh that um no one had tested positive again so technically right now on saturday there should be out there somewhere training um yeah. Uh, I'm assuming probably uh, uh, they're, they're not an alliance. Do they do training alliance? Uh, they do sometimes. I think for these it's mostly uh, Blaine, right? Yeah, it's mostly Blaine. So if they're just either, getting like one training session, then probably say it Blaine. Yeah. So this is going to be a very interesting game because <laughs> we haven't <laughs> had training for like a week, and I don't, yeah. I don't know. Like we were really well rested, and the people who are hurt, like Ozzy, might make a return for this. So it makes things really interesting, right? Because yeah. any team in MLS right now would really want like a week long break of not having to do anything, and we got it right. Thanks, yeah. COVID. Um, and 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 there's still questions about what is going to. But the most important thing is the final return of. Our beloved Christian Ramirez to Allianz for the first time ever, but there won't be any fans in the stands. <laughs> so, um, so that's the that's that's the big and a hollow return. <laughs> Very hollow. I, I I don't know if there's going to be any type of like fanfare or people around. You know, someone's going to do something, but I just, you know, I. I believe in Christian. I like Christian. Um, um, you know, I I think he needs to be playing. You know, forty minutes every game, and and given to um, to Tab um, that he's uh, been able to give him some time, but not enough time to be able to to make a difference in a sense, right? Like I think he yeah. can, and I get you know they went a nine um, that. Um, that that's willing to do all the other stuff, and I I get that I I get that, but if they don't start Christian Ramirez for this game on Sunday, I I'm gonna start a hashtag that says tab out because that's it. And like I, I I cannot have that. Like if I can't cheer for the return of of Christian Ramirez yelling at my TV, um I I, I don't I don't know if I want to do that at all. So and Christian side by side with Darwin. 
Exactly, right? Been, I mean, who's been tearing it up for him? So, um, right to see the two of them play together back in Alliance. Darwin has Darwin has been here at least once. I think he made the trip last year. Um, but yeah, Christian's first time. It, it would be fun to see the two of them out there. Yeah, and and hopefully um, we get a good game, and um, with everything, everyone healthy or healthier, we'll be able to see what what it what is out there so um see let's move on to some international news um apparently uh fair uh football will be having some sort of festival and i think we've tweeted out information if you don't know about fairs work they do a lot of anti-racism work in europe but also have grants for organizations um that want to do anti-racist work in football um, and here too. So, um, and that thing starts next week. So there's more information. I, I'll put this out. I'll put the link out in our notes uh, when the podcast comes out. But I think also if you go to our uh, Minnesota football show, Twitter timeline, it's on there. So let's break down new nations. And I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't watch any of these games. <laughs> you know, because you don't really want to start watching until like, it's like the end of the group stages and yep. then like trying to figure it out. So apparently Bosnia and Netherlands tied 0-0. Poland, Poland and Italy um, tied 0-0 in group one. Group two, England beat Belgium 2-1. And Iceland lost to Denmark 3-0. Group three, uh, Croatia beat Sweden 2-1 and France tied Portugal. That's interesting. Um, so the big wins here, you know, was England and Denmark and the fact that Portugal loses with a Ronaldo not, not being active, testing positive. So um, let's move on to this group four stage. Um, Germany tied with Switzerland 3-3 and Ukraine actually beat Spain 1-0. So that's a big one right there, I think. Um, uh, and then there were uh, international friendlies. Mexico played Algeria and 2-2 two two was the um, final of that friendly. But what we really wanted to have Eric here for was to be able to talk about the commencement of the Come Bowl Eliminatarias, um, or in other words, the Come Bowl qualifying for the World Cup, right? And so I don't know if people know, uh, but the top four teams make it to the World Cup. The fifth team has to play um, the best team out of the, I forget, uh, last time it was like, uh, uh, last year was last year was New Zealand. I remember that because Peru had to do that. And so, but here we go. Bolivia beat. I'm sorry. No, Bolivia lost to Argentina two to one, which is something that I I want to say a two to one score is not a bad thing. So Ecuador is tearing it up, um, and I believe our own uh, Minnesota United connection, um, uh, our other. Uh, Ibarra was able to play in this game and they beat Pe- or they beat Uruguay four to two. I wasn't able to see a lot of these games, uh, but overall, I mean, Venezuela lost to Paraguay, the same Paraguay that Peru had had um, had tied with um, after this horrific fall. But Chile tied two two with Colombia. I don't really care about Chile, but that's fine. I care <laughs> about Colombia just because I have Colombia family members. 
but um, you all know how I feel feel about Chile. So there we go. Um, but the big thing, big game was Elisa is like hissing at you. <laughs> Elisa actually lives like not too far from me, and Elisa is a wonderful human being. Like, like one day, like, like on Twitter, we had a conversation about like because she's 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 a new implant into the Midway slash Frogtown. Uh, but if you are a realtor, it's not called Frogtown. It's called East Midway. Um, just just so you, you know, so just so you avoid the the negative connotations of Frogtown, which, you know. But anyways, right, we, um, she texted me about like, because I keep on talking about Chong Nam Bakery, right? And I'm like, she's looking for croissants. And I go, dude, just go here. <laughs> and eventually she did. And she left some on my door. That was so sweet. I was like, oh, so I have to return the favor. But yes, I love Elisa. I just don't like Chile and soccer. So that's pretty much it. Like I have Chilean friends and I love my Chilean friends to death. But when it comes to soccer and qualifying, everything's out the window. And if you follow anything on the timeline, uh, Minnesota Football Show, Eric or me, like we were going back and forth between this this Peru and Brazil game, which was um, extremely competitive. Peru scored right off the gate, and Andres Carrillo has, is playing lights out. And so hopefully he um, gets picked up somewhere. But uh, once it was tied 2-2, it became the Neymar show, which uh, <laughs> Neymar is known for two things, right? Neymar is known to be a good soccer player, but also, like, a clown. So he flops like there's no left in tomorrow. And this is exactly what ended up happening him to grant two penalty kicks, right? Um <laughs> There was a pull, right, um, from one of the Peruvian defenders or midfielders on, on, on I believe, uh, Neymar. But, you know, this is qualifiers. This is welcome to Come Bowl. Like, if, 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 if you don't get, like, a red card, you can get, like, a, a, like what would be a red card in any league. It's here. Here's a yellow, a soft yellow. <laughs> so that's what it is that's what it ended up being you're not playing a lot hard enough if you're not in the book <laughs> right i mean like people say if you don't if you know people always say right if you're not bleeding it wasn't a foul right but let's get this let's let's get this right richelson right elbowed miguel trauco which is one of the proven defenders and was bleeding right he like he had like like blood coming out of to what it seemed like the like 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 his eye area like there's there's pictures of him like bleeding and like there was no VAR. Right. And so people are like, you know, it was like it was like um it was crazy physical, crazy things were happening, you know. Um Neymar scored two PKs. There were two red cars for Peru in three minutes. And one of this, and I'm just trying to find video of what happened here or what the resolution is. And because Eric is as my mission, apparently, to Eric to find out. But the Peruvian backup keeper got a red card. And so, like, and so, like, if you if you love drama, this is like the biggest telenovela game that we'll we'll see. Like, you know, and it's and and it's interesting, and, I'm, and there's more information, but like there was no VAR check. Um as we said, this game was without Rui Diaz because him and another teammate tested COVID, positive for COVID. And, like, it's it's just one of these games where you're like, wow, this is nuts. Like, this is exactly what we don't have. Like, if you're looking for drama and you want to follow drama in soccer, 
don't watch the EPL, don't watch the MLS. <laughs> just just tune into as many Comebol uh, qualifying cup games, and that's all you'll see, right? And here's the craziest thing, right? And this is where Elisa, if she listens, uh, well, I'll make sure she listens to this part of the episode. But <laughs> but it's like, do you know do you know where the uh, the country of origin for the main uh, the the center referee was? Anyone want to no. take a guess? Sheila, take a guess. The position of the center referee. No, no, no. The the country of origin. Oh. Uh, Chile? Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the center referee was from Chile. So in Peruvian news and everything, it was like, you know, uh, the Peruvian team is now going to file a complaint against the <laughs> referee. Right, right, right. <laughs> They're going to follow up and file a complaint. Um, so we'll see where this ends up in the aspect of this referee will, because he was then calling there is it was it, i don't i don't with, with i'm waiting for the var uh what comable has been doing on the youtube channel is that they pick certain games and they like give you the full var discussion which is great except that youtube doesn't have an sap button so for non non-spanish speakers it's like a much it's just like a bunch of people just not you won't understand what's going on. but if you do speak spanish and you're at least well versed in spanish you were able to pick up a lot of the conversations that's going on back and forth between like all that. So that's the cool thing that Comebol has been doing with the YouTube channel. But like at the same time, there was a picture of, of send it out and where like the Chilean referee was being escorted out, driven to the airport with like extra police presence. (laughs) Like it literally looked like it was I saw a that photo where yes, you like saw that the entire, right? It's a block long line of cars in front of and behind his car. It was insane. And and that's the and that's the crazy thing is it was one of those things where like, um, where like, where like people were like telling me it's like is this for real and I'm like yeah that's normal. It's like yeah, you should have you should have seen uh the the other things that we were doing with like new zealand play their second leg game in and and uh in peru that was that was a that was a shit show like they you know anything anything to qualify anything to be able to all the rules are out the window so so the fact that he got the referee got an escort to the airport that looked like more presidential escort of anything i'm, I'm not surprised at all <laughs> and uh, and we'll see what happens right i hope that was a private plane I, that, yeah <laughs> right good question that, that i don't know now i'm gonna have to research and or or do they drop them these... on the plane and say I'm now you're plane. on your own yeah, you're on your own right <laughs> we've crossed over the airspace into chile <laughs> put you out the window yeah happy landings <laughs> so let's uh, touch a little bit of uefa nations league uh, a we have some scores of it. group one italy tied with netherlands and Poland beat Bosnia. Um, and then in Group 2, England lost to Denmark and Iceland lost to Belgium 2-1. to one. So in Group 3, I think Croatia lost to France 2-1 to one and Portugal. This is prior to any of the uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, you know, being, you know, but defeated Sweden 3-0. Um, and then, um, because that, I wanted, I didn't get a chance to talk because, you know, um, Newcastle United is gonna is currently playing at this moment, and I want to be able to see if, if myself Rodrigo Vilca, right? Because that's myself. Because uh, 
his uh, Newcastle United finally was able to. They signed a Peruvian player to the first team, well, to the second team, but now he's practiced for the first team. And the last time they had a Peruvian player in the EPL, it was Norberto Solano, who was a great player for Newcastle and, and famous. So um, this morning, Everton tied 2 2 with Liverpool. And I'm going to let Bridget go to town with this because I'll just, I'll, you want to give you a five minute rant, go for it, take it. <laughs> the good old VAR soapbox. Uh, yeah, so I. I didn't watch the game. It was at 6.30 central time. I stayed in bed. Um, but I wake up to Jeff Reuter's tweet uh, with a screen cap of the VAR decision on a Sadio Mane goal um, that would have made it 3-2. Uh, and he's offside by, like, a layer of skin. Um, and we've seen this a few times, uh, especially in Premier League, everywhere, though. Anyone using VAR, this has happened. Um, where they go down to like the minute detail, and like is is his fingernail over the line? Basically, is how it works out. Um, so we've Liverpool has been on that end of it at least three times in the last twelve months that I remember, like vivid examples. Um, and it's just ridiculous. But people pointing out right now on Twitter. Uh, is that it's not the VAR at issue so much as the offside rule in general um, that needs to be like, we need to just break it all down and start over again because the offside rule did not, it wasn't written in the time of VAR. Um, So adapting the two to each other is a really difficult thing. Um, If you rewrite the offside rule, uh, and actually, like, make it fit with VAR. I think we'd have many fewer um, arguments about this. Like, people are pointing out that there were less arguments and like not as strong arguments um, back in the days when it was just a ref who made a bad call every once in a while, and you know, you bitched about it for a minute or two, and then you'd forget about it. Um, VAR just gives us so many like vivid examples of how these things can go wrong. And it makes the game longer. Exactly. Yep. It really does. Like I last year when they first got VAR, I would listen to like the guardians podcast um, and hearing, you know, we had had VAR for like two years in MLS at that time. So we'd all kind of gotten over the, the strangeness of it. And it was kind of, you know, we're kind of getting used to it. Um, and they were just losing it because of how it like cut into the momentum of the game, like just let them play. Uh, and the way that it was used was just kind of questionable. Um, but now it's, it's, it keeps getting worse. VAR is like a caricature of itself, like slowing the game down. It does make it seem longer. You know, you're, you're getting like seven minutes of added time because you sat there and like looked at a re- looked at the video so many times. Um, and it just, you know, it really cuts into like the character of the game a little bit. Cause then once you get one of those VAR calls in a match, you're like questioning what the ref is going to call on everything. And it's ridiculous. So you can't take, uh, like decades old, um, FA rules and adapt them to new technology in this way and expect it to go smoothly. Right. That's I my mean, soapbox. <laughs> no, and, and and I get it. I mean, like, 
Everton is one of the hottest teams in the EPL currently, right? They 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 were able to pull um, um, James Rodriguez out of a hat uh, in a magic act, broadcasted live on Nickelodeon or something like that. It's just one of those, and and he's been great at that. But also, you know, like we have some comical chaos with uh, Richardson. Uh, elbow and brutal tackle this time so it's like it's like it's like you know it's like apparently Richardson forgot that he wasn't playing Peru anymore and it just decided to go ahead and just <laughs> punish somebody on the Liverpool team for that um, yep. and I, I agree with you I mean like I think the offset rules were designed to have a human um, interaction with it like human decision making process right yeah right but now that we don't have that, right? Now that we are relying on VAR to literally break it down to like a fingernail, as you pointed out, or you know, a crooked hair um, out of place, or a splitted hair out of place that totally will determine if you're onside or not. I think it does need to get revisited. Just like the fact that you know, like, what was it like last season where like a ball actually went over the line? And yeah. the, the main ref wasn't wasn't able to to get a notification, but it was more than yep. visible in in v, in VAR. But it yeah, wasn't overtuned like, because you can't overtune overtune goals or on VAR. Yeah. So like, I would say that that goal line technology is more important to the game than VAR. Yeah, like I offside agree. isn't that isn't that important like using human eye to judge offside makes more sense you find if it's a glaring error um but now you just get into like the tactics of you know forcing an attacker offside has totally changed it's changed the way they play the game completely Mm -hmm. um i think we've heard we've heard clap talk about that quite a few times where he says that his back line plays a completely different game now just because of var um and it's just a stupid little game on the back line now. Um, but I think, you know, deciding goals is way more important in a game where the object is to score goals. You would think that you want to look at those more, more closely. And instead we, you know, call those off because a couple, like one little hexagon on the ball is still like outside of the line. And that was literally the end of the Mercy Slide Derby, right? 2-2 yep. tie. And then um, Chelsea, and I was watching part of this game because me and Santi were watching it. You know, I don't, you know, Santiago is not um, into into sports as much as my other yeah. two kids are, but he'll sit down and watch games with me from time to time. And like, he's really like observant. And then we watched uh, the second goal Chelsea scored. It was a beautiful goal where like it was a chip over the keeper. Like and then able to head it back into the that was it was great. But then Southampton came right back. So it's like <laughs> it's like it's like literally like it's crazy time at, at the e, in EPL is like and you know it's like it's like you know what Minnesota say the Minnesota saying you know like if you don't like the weather just wait ten minutes. It's literally yep. what it's the EPL is like right now. It's like just wait exactly. ten minutes, right? Um, yep. I don't have any updated scores on Arsenal because they were playing earlier. I know um, I know. Um, Newcastle's currently playing right now. So once uh, we're done recording here, I'm going to switch over to that and um, yell at my TV because I finally get to watch this game. Um, but currently, like, hopefully, you know, that's 
I don't have any other thing else to talk about besides hopefully we get to play tomorrow. Hopefully we get to see Christian Ramirez back mm-hmm. at uh at Allianz and we get to celebrate that. Hopefully we get a win because everything's so freaking tight right now in yeah. MLS. It's like if we're going to go with goal differential, specifically if, if we're not going to be able to play these two games that we missed, it is important that we get a W. Yeah. You need every little cushion that you can find. Right, right, right. And I think that's one of the important things. Um, you know, I'll, I'll be happy to cheer for a Christian Ramirez goal if it happens, but I will also cheer for a, any Minnesota forward scoring, uh, which I don't. I think the last time a Minnesota forward scored was on a PK, and I think that yep. I don't really count those in my book. So, so Toy hopefully had we're that able to one run of play. Yeah, that's the only. That's right. Toy did score the last goal, but. Toy's no longer here. So yeah. And that was like the only striker goal this season. Yep. So we will see what happens. Uh, there's been no updates in Amarija. Um, so we don't know what Amarija and Aha and Chacon are doing, except that they sometimes like to go out together as a group and wear masks. So I know they're not the anti-maskers. Um, <laughs> as you can see, I dive into yeah, everyone's IG story. Um, um I, I dive into their IG stories a lot. <laughs> so like I follow Aha, I follow Totin, and I follow Chacon. So like whenever like there's 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 been times where like all three of them are together. They like being around each other. That's so, awesome. so so that's good for Chacon. Who knows? There's rumors of interest of Chacon being interested in, in Spain. And I'm hoping that's true. because um, that'd be great. But at the that'd same time, but at the same time, I'm like, we need the depth right now. <laughs> If we're going to make any some sort of run, we need to be able to have out there, like, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure, um, you know, at this point, we need to be able to do anything else. So without yeah. anything else, we look forward to tomorrow's possible game, right? We'll keep everyone updated. <laughs> Check the Minnesota Football uh, Show Twitter account for any updates. Of course, check Bridget's uh, Twitter account for any update. Um I'm looking forward to just actually doing yard work for once this weekend. So like <laughs> that should be interesting. So and I'm looking forward to doing other relaxing things now that I'm I'm been sucked out of the uh high school soccer uh polo. But um thank you all for listening. Thank you, Bridget, as always, for your input yeah. and, and, and and Sheila always Always glad to have you on and, 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 and give you input as well, too. We wish everyone um, a good weekend, hopefully a good result for Minnesota United. And we'll talk to you guys hopefully next week, pending yeah. anything else. All right. Well, talk to you all later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye, guys.